That's why it says in the Bible, seek and you shall find. Exactly. You know, and, and if you're seeking the, your truth and trying to figure mm-hmm. out who you really are, and once you discover who you really are, you start to love who you really are. And exactly. if you're meditating, quieting your mind, and you start to love yourself, peace is just going to happen. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You have to love yourself before you can even love anyone else. Like I was telling yes. them here at meditation, I was telling them, if you don't love yourself, you're not loving anyone else. It's it's a, you don't know what love is unless you've loved yourself truly and fully. And you think you're loving someone else, but it's a codependent situation yes. where you're loving them because they can do the, you know, like it's right. not what can, unconditional. What can they do for me or validate? Exactly. Myself. Oh, I love you because you do this for me or you, you know, do you, how do you just love? And to learn that you have to really go within mm-hmm. and you really have to look at yourself. And to me, meditation is the best. Welcome to the Create Happy Now podcast, dedicated to helping you start your journey to discover true happiness. Join me, your host, Susan Blanton, weekly as we explore the transformation stories and words of wisdom from our Masters of Happiness with tips you can start applying today to create happy now. Hey, this is Susan Blanton with the Create Happy Now podcast, and today my guest is Saju Vaswani. Saju is the founder and CEO of Infinite Love, a nonprofit center for meditation and self-development. She is also a host for a podcast called Quest for Peace. Saju is passionate about fostering peace, compassion, and a self-connection in the world. Saju learned meditation in India from her guru, Pujdada Rachan and G. She has been meditating for over 25 years and teaching it for over 11 years. Before founding Infinite Love, Saju ran a successful retail jewelry business in McAllen, Texas for over 25 years. Before relocating to Texas, she lived in India, Hong Kong, Africa, and Canada. When she is not running her nonprofit, Saju can be found playing with her granddaughter, spending time with her kids, or traveling the world with her friends and family. Saju, I am so glad to have you on the Create Happy Now podcast. And I want to have the listeners um, hear your amazing story of you know, just the, the trials and tribulations that you went through and, and what got you here now and, and, and what you're doing now to, to serve your community. And, um, I can't wait for them to hear. So uh, let's just jump right in. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Um, I've been very excited to be here. Um, so a lot of, I have, um, with my sister started a a nonprofit organization and February 14th will be 12 years uh, and it's it's called infinite love. And it's, um, it's all about meditation. Actually, we, we meet every Wednesday and we've been meeting since we started. Not once have we can uh, stop, even though if it's, if it's, if we have two people or 50 people, you know, it doesn't matter. We Mm -hmm. just keep going. So anyway, for 12 years, we've been uh, running this organization. It's helped a lot of people more than others it's helped us or rather i can talk for myself it has helped me a whole lot yeah and every time anybody asks us how did you start why did you start i always go back to 2006 Mm. where our whole family um really went through a very very difficult time Uh, my sisters two of my sisters um 
and uh, one of my uh, cousin, I'm uh, sorry, my nephews. And but this morning I was thinking about it and I said, yes, they went through and I know I'm part of the family I went through. But where did my story start? How did where was my, um, you know, when the universe hits you and tries to wake you up? When when, yeah. when did that happen? Really? I mean, I know it happened then. And I remembered I realized that was when I got married oh. uh, and and uh, it was in 2000. I'm sorry, um, 1983. Okay. 82, 82, sorry. And um, my marriage was arranged. I'm from India. Mm -hmm. And so um, I met my then husband. I'm now divorced. But my then husband, um, It I think I met him for maybe a week before I got married to him. Oh my goodness. We were just introduced. And we were told, okay, this is, you know, just talk and see if you like each other. And uh, we've already done all the work. We've checked him out. We've checked, make sure he has, he makes good money. He's from a good family. And, and, and he lived in Africa. So I would have had to, I went to India, mm. got, got married to him and moved with him to Africa. So I'm, I'm 21 years old. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and, uh, and I didn't even think twice about it because, uh, I was, you know, always told this is how it is. And, and I'm the eldest. Mm -hmm. So it had to be, I have to be, uh, uh, um, compliant <laughs> exactly so that my my sisters and everyone they say if I don't get married and I don't do it then you know who's how how am I going to get the others married so my parents yeah. were pretty strict not their fault that's how they were brought up mm -hmm. and they think very differently now but that's how it was so I moved to Africa and um where in Africa Monrovia Liberia mm -hmm. in West Africa okay right so I'm here in this new town. I don't know anyone and um, I'm arranged. And so there's no like, you know, I'm in love with my husband or anything. I'm just trying to get to know him. Mm. But it was a very, very tough marriage. It was a very tough marriage. It didn't, you know, it, we just didn't, I mean, it didn't work <laughs> right, oh, from, right from the get go, you know? So all was of he that. like the same age or much older or? He was older, nine years older. Okay. He is nine years older. And uh, so I remember at that time, at one time I called my um, mom, like in those days he wrote letters and, yes. and, and the calling was very, very rare. So mm -hmm. uh, my sister had come to visit me and um, we called my mom. And while I was talking to my mom, I started crying and she said, what's going on? I said, oh, it's okay. It's nothing. It's just, I'm emotional. But my sister told her that she's not happy, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and uh, it was not in those days, you just can't say, I'm not happy. I want a divorce. Let me get out. You just, you were just told you have to work at it. This is it. You know, you yeah. married this person, you have to work at it. So anyway, that was the time that I got introduced to my guru Oh, because my aunt knew him and she said, well, you're going through this hard time. Let me contact him and see how he can guide you. Okay. Before this, I already started feeling that I needed someone some guidance because i'm unhappy i don't know what's going on i need help and, and i was calling like out you're gonna get it from your parents because no they were they're like, not gonna this is it is what it is you're exactly like, no. yes stick it out so i i just called out to the universe and and then i said and then there were a few gurus that happened to come to visit in that area but i i like to enjoy life right yeah 
-hmm. I can't be told to not eat meat or, or be vegetarian or, mm -hmm. and that I was 21 years old. I hadn't lived my life. My parents were so strict. I want to go enjoy life and to be, <laughs> to be told I can't drink, I can't, you know? So I said, no, I need a guru who will allow me to do all of that. Who will not <laughs> you want rest... a rebel guru. <laughs> exactly. So I didn't want to be restricted, you know? Yeah. So, um, so here comes uh, my guru and he, um, it was is a Sufi, meaning that they don't necessarily believe that they have to stop you from drinking or eating meat or doing anything. It's all about the heart and about There's love. No doctrine. Exactly. Yeah. And so when she told me that, I said, perfect. You know, <laughs> I said, Let, I, I would love to meet him, but it was not easy to talk to him because he's a guru and it was very hard and he won't talk mm. to you so easily. So she mm. talked to him for me and he gave me some mantras to do. And so through her, right? Tell her to do this, this, and this. So I would pray Can and do the mantras. Can you explain to the uh, listeners that may not know what a mantra is? The mantra that I was given, mantra is something that you repeat that increases a certain, it, it, it puts some kind of a um, vibration. It increased the vibration in your body. So certain words have uh, strong you know, um, I don't know how to explain it. It helps it to raise your vibration. Like, yes, it creates some kind of uh, vibration in your body, certain your words. Resonance. Yeah, exactly. So there, there are certain mantras that are, uh, are for certain things. Like mm. uh, you might do a mantra for health and you might do a mantra for um, uh, anxiousness or, you know, that kind of does something in your body to, that would relax it. Okay. So he just told me I needed to do some mantras. So he was trying to clear some of my karmas, you know, it's, that's why I was going through what I was going through. Okay. So, so happened that, um, I'm here in Africa and then I, um, I had, I, I decided, I said, you know what, maybe if I have a kid, things will work out better, you know, so oh, gosh. never do that, done that. <laughs> never do that. Yes. But in the bargain, I have beautiful kids. Anyway, so I had two kids. I um I came to the United States to uh, deliver because um, health health work. I mean, doctors and all that were not that yeah. good. I was scared in Africa to do that. So um, after doing all these mantras, after a few years, there was a war that happened in Africa that shook. You know, like we, oh, I, I had to, I had to leave. I took my kids, and I left. I came to the America and I stayed with my mom and dad here. They were in the States. Oh, in, in your, Texas. your parents had since moved from India to United States since you got married or were they? Yes. In yes. The United well, States when you got married. Okay. So let's go, let's stop the story right here. We'll <laughs> go forward. <laughs> we, my dad traveled a lot. So, oh. uh, nine years old, I left India okay. with him. We went to Hong Kong. We stayed there almost 10 years. And then wow. we moved from Hong Kong to Canada. We were the Toronto. We were there mm -hmm. about uh, six or seven years. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we moved to Laredo, Texas. I was there with them for two years. And then I, we, my mom and I went to India to get me married. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then I went from there to Africa. I was there for 10 some years. And then because of the war, now come back, coming back to the war, because of the war, we left. We, well, went back to Canada. Oh. I, I wasn't an American citizen. Oh, I was oh. a Canadian citizen. Oh. So we went to Canada. We mm -hmm. stayed, you know, so we, uh, we were there about two years. 
with my husband at this time. And, uh, you know, we just decided that we are entrepreneurs. So we need to open businesses or something and things were not happening in Canada. Mm -hmm. So we decided to come back to Texas. Okay. That was very good business uh, here. So we moved, uh, got a business visa and we moved here and we started a business and we've had that business um, now for almost 30 years. It's been going. Oh, and this is this is the longest I've ever lived anywhere is in Texas, McAllen, yeah. Texas, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> since my birth. You know, it's been eight, nine, 10 years in different places. And finally, I've been here for that long. Wow. So that's where my um, connection with my guru started. So when I was having a hard time in 90, uh, many years ago, many years ago, he he visited Florida. His son was living there. So we were in Canada and I went to meet him and mm -hmm. we drove from Canada to meet him. That was the very first time. And we just, uh, you know, the connection was there and we just knew. And um, so he has always been there guiding me. And he's the one who taught me meditation. And so what, what's your guru's name? Uh, he passed in 2013, but his name is, uh, uh, we call him Dada. We, we just call him Dada. Dada means uh, brother, but Dada Ratanjan. Okay. And, uh, and, and I knew him for so many years. I used to go to India twice a year. We lived in the ashram and uh, we, uh, you know, we used to love going there um, to be just to be in his energy and forget about the world. You, it's just a, a whole different world. <laughs> when you're there in the ashram, you forget that you yeah. are on this earth. It's amazing. So everything I know, all he's the one who taught me about spirituality, about meditation. And mm. he took a lot of interest in, he used to sit and talk to everyone, really putting it in our brains, you know? And today, everything that I know and I talk about, I always um, say, well, my dad used to say this, this, and this, you know? So that's where my journey started because I was going through such a hard time in my married life that I had to find something and he's the one who came into my life. Yeah. And he was always there for me. And anytime I had a hard time, I had to just pick up the phone call, call him. And mm -hmm. he was there for me. So that's where my journey started. Then in 2006, we had a earth shattering event happen in our family. And we're very close knit family, right? Yeah. So my nephew, um, was out in Houston, Texas with my son and all his cousins and friends to, uh, he, he was in school there and he was going to graduate. So they went out partying and, uh, my, my guru had already warned him, do not drive if you're going to drink because your times are a little tough right now you have to be careful. So they were very oh, that's good. good advice for anybody. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Don't drink and drive. You know? That's what Ubers are for. <laughs> well, now in those days, oh, when this what, happened, yeah, they, they were tax, they had taxis. So anyway, needed, they were good. Yeah. Yeah. They were good. They came in a taxi and, okay. uh, and uh, they came home and he was waiting. My nephew was waiting on the balcony for the next taxi to come in with the rest of them. My son was with him, but my son had fallen asleep on the sofa waiting or something like that. Mm -hmm. So suddenly there was a big knock on the door and my son got up and opened the door and, and it was uh, his other cousin and said, where is Vic? That was his name. That's his name, Vic. Says, well, he's on the balcony. He says, no, he's not. He's on the floor, on the, on the ground floor. He had fallen off a second floor balcony. Oh, no. And, uh, 
they ran down and they asked him what happened and he was bleeding a little bit, I think on the mouth or something. And, mm. and he just said, I don't know. I don't know. Um, just take me up to my, uh, my apartment. So they thought that he went down. Some guy might've got into a fight with someone and got a little, and as they were carrying him up, um, he said, Oh my God, I think I fell off the balcony. And they were like, Oh my God, put him down right away because yeah, you know, and, yeah. and they called the ambulance and uh, it was, it was crazy. Um, he he's lost his um he, he's on a wheelchair oh. and he is um from his waist down uh he has no feelings oh but that was that really hit our family hard yeah right yeah. and we never thought that this would ever happen to our family and all of us were very close to our guru you know i the the introduction to the guru was through me, well, through mm -hmm. my problems. Then everybody contacted with him and they loved him. Everyone went there, my whole family. That's so, great. Yeah. So um, so that happened. And then my other sister, they're twins, Malka's. This is Malka's son who mm -hmm. fell. Oh. And then uh, and then Alka got into was also going through a divorce at that time. It was a pretty hairy, <laughs> horrible divorce. And then a cousin of mine, uh, Gita, her husband was diagnosed with cancer exactly on the same. She was in a cancer hospital in Houston and we were in the other hospital with Vic and mm -hmm. we couldn't believe what's happening at the same time, you know? Yeah. So uh, it was really, really scary. And especially for my sister, it was very hard. And so that's when our journey started more into uh, spirituality where people started giving her CDs and all. And Wayne Dyer was the first big uh, oh yes oh my gosh he we got his cds and we used to listen and it just kind of slowly helped I us love his voice it is so comforting i mean not yes. just what his the wisdom is the words coming out of his mouth but his voice is comforting. amazing it's amazing um i I don't know what we would have done if it wasn't for his, you know, his, you know, learning. And, and then, of course, we started going to all the um, talks that he had and, you know, and getting into it. And then there was one time we finally went with Vic. We told Vic, you need to come to this. And he uh, actually uh, went with us and we were all sitting together in a theater watching this. And I just turned around to Malka and said, I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. at that and then and then Vic said I can do this to himself and I didn't even know that we had both at that same conference uh felt the same thing and uh and so this is how in and then in 2011 I went to India with my two sisters the three of us went together yeah and uh by chance we went to this other part of India that we usually don't go. And somebody was there and said, I'll take you to the spiritual place. So I went to the spiritual place and um, we did not meet the guru from that place, but there was a beautiful picture of him and mm -hmm. very, very powerful. And he had so many books and they were so interesting and very woo, -woo books. Right. So I was intrigued and I bought like half a suitcase full of books. <laughs> from Did you have to buy ashram. a suitcase just for your books? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I mean, I was reading it and reading it and was the most important thing that he talked about was meditation and how important mm -hmm. it was. So when we got back, I told my sisters, hey, you know, we need to start something like this. Some, you know, we need to meditate together. And also, you know, so many people 
go through all the things that we've been through, look at where we are now and all the spirituality and learning about things from Wayne Dyer, Nidala Walsh, yeah. all those speakers have really helped us come out. And, and Vic also has, you know, really uh, flourished. You know, he's written a book and wow. he's, and yeah, he's a, um, uh, 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 I don't know, he talks, he speaks and uh, he, he's just a wonderful, he helps so many people. So we nice. said we need to help others now that now that we know how to get out of it and maybe, you know, so many people need help. So we started meditating just at, we started to say, okay, let's five of us, like three of us sisters and my cousin Gita and one other, one or two other people, we started meditating in our homes. We take turns. And then mm -hmm. my sister Malka said, no, let's just do it in my home. So it's kind of grew from there. Just we, and, and again, we never stop. Even if one person was available, we'll still do it on the Wednesday yeah. when we started. We never stopped. We wanted that energy to carry on, no mm -hmm. breaking. Mm -hmm. So it just grew and grew and grew. And then my sister said, hey, I can't accommodate all these people in my house. I don't want so many, <laughs> you know, who are all these people? You know, so... So we then decided, okay, um, let's see what we can do. So we found a place, a small place, and um, then we got our... Uh... So another big thing happened was I had I really wanted to do a nonprofit, not just getting together and meeting. Yeah. And I said, I want to start a nonprofit. And maybe, you know, a lot of our family members were saying, well, we usually like to give 10% of our earnings and we don't know where to give. We don't know who to trust. And I said, you know, we can ask them to give it to us, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. so, um, but nobody was really, nobody really, you know, g gave me much, you know, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. And then, and then my, another nephew, he got cancer when he was uh, 18, 17 um, or 18 years old. And they told him if he, ever, he reached 30, uh, he won't be able to live after that. And true enough, he turned, he just turned 30 and he passed away on Valentine's day of 2011. Hmm. and oh my gosh we were devastated and uh, such a young guy and so at his funeral we had lines and lines of people coming into his and we were shocked at the amount of people that showed up and uh, so many people said you know we didn't even know he had cancer he never let on yeah he didn't he was not one of those you know sorry for himself yeah. and stuff yeah. and these people would come to his mom and tell her oh you know my when my dad passed he was there for me he came to my house. He helped with this. And everybody was saying, uh, Vishal, his name is Vishal. Vishal did this and Vishal did this. And we were like shocked. So we told, uh, then I got everyone together again. and says, hey, look, Vishal did all of this. We should do this in his memory. You know, we should start yeah. a nonprofit in his memory. Oh, nice. So, yeah. So we said, okay. So we um, got, everyone was gung-ho about it now. All the, all the cousins and we have, like I said, again, we have a big family. So everyone joined in, let's do it. So we started on his anniversary, uh, death anniversary in 2012. We were at his house mm -hmm. and we all, um, and there was a, you know, it was a prayer that was going on and there was an altar there with his picture. So we all took a rose and each of us went and kept a rose on his picture and said, infinite love has just started. Oh. And that was the day we started our journey with infinite love. Nice. And even the name was weird how that came up because oh. he he was a painter and he always signed his um his paintings with the up, upside down eight. 
Okay. An infinity sign. Yeah. And uh, and he was all about love. So, you know. Well, that, that, uh, that makes sense. So we said, well, infinite love. And perfect. That's how it came up. It was, it was, and that was the only name that was available. We had so many different names. You know, you had to go check which name yes. can you. That was the only one. <laughs> Everything else was no, 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 no. no. <laughs> well, it so, was meant to be. Yeah. So that's how we started this journey um, with Infinite Love with, again, you know, universe had to wake us up and we had to go through trauma and uh, then learn. That is something that I think a lot of people don't realize that sometimes a negative experience is you're not going to realize the positive impact it's going to have at a later date. You know, exactly like, like his death and look what I mean, what would have happened if that hadn't happened? You know, would you exactly. have formed, infin- you know, infinite love? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe that was set into place for that. And that was the purpose. I mean, yeah. you never know where that drop of water and the ripples go to. Exactly. You know, exactly. Um, I, I know I, I was really sick in 2021 and. Uh, I mean, I was able to get out of it. It took me a year, Mm -hmm. but now I look back at it and I'm glad I went through it. You know, it it was, it was necessary. It made me slow down. It made me reassess some things. And, and, uh, you know, you just, I, I think that's, you know, I know that um, we wanted to really um, talk about peace and how you can make peace with things like that um or just uh find the peace within yourself Mm -hmm. um and i think that can also create a ripple um not not just within yourself and in your experiences but um what people notice within you you know that that peace within yourself is going to be contagious or somebody wants to have that peace as well you know if they notice that you're not bought up in the chaos and the drama they're like i i want i want to be like that too and so they go into their search on how to become more peaceful exactly yeah i mean if you look at um my life and i could have been a very bitter person you know it's been tough and then if you look at Vic's life I mean, he could have easily been, I mean, you ask him now, he'll tell you that he wouldn't trade it because he, yes, it's tough for him. And yes, he would love to walk again, Mm -hmm. Uh, but he's been so transformed and he's been able to help so many people. He coaches people and you should see that, you know, like he draws such, the people love him. They keep telling me, oh my God, Vic, he's amazing. He's helped me so much. And so he's he's so amazing. And where did that come from? It's through going through all the trauma and diversities and problems and whatever have you. Um, and that's why I wanted to start my podcast is because um, I've we've done this at Infinite Love for 12 years. So mm-hmm. typically, if you come to Infinite Love on a Wednesday night, you will be um, we serve dinner. So you'll get a vegan dinner. Nice. And then at seven o'clock, that's at 630 in the evening at seven o'clock, we'll sit down together and we'll show some kind of a presentation or a video or something food for thought, right? Mm-hmm. We had food mm-hmm. for the tummy, now we have food for thought. And right after that, we go into meditation 
for half an hour. So 15 nice. minutes with with music and then 15 mm -hmm. minutes in uh, nice. silence. Nice. And right after that, we have a circle of sharing where this is the time you talk about what did you learn from the video or is there something you'd like to share, something come up for you during meditation. So it's a beautiful half an hour um, of uh, sharing. So I thought this is doing so well. People come in there here and they love it. We have sometimes 30 to 40 people. There were times where it used to be 70 to 80 wow. people. So it depends, you know, <laughs> it just whacks, depends on the time, depends on yeah. who needs what. Just if you need it, you'll, you'll be called. Mm -hmm. um, so I said, well, I'd like to go further now. You know, it's, it's time to reach more people. And uh, I don't know why I chose the topic for peace, but in the past, I was at a workshop and somebody asked me, you know, it was a quick question type of thing. Why do you think you're here? And the first answer that came out to, um, to, to create peace in the world. Oh yeah. I said, wow. Okay. You know, so then I meditated. I said, I know I want to start a podcast, but what's the topic? And the first thing that came out, I could hear the, the words, uh, quest for peace. Mm hmm. I said, that's it. That's the word. That's the name. I'm going to talk about peace. And then I thought about it. I said, it's true. How are we going to get peace in this world? Look at all that's going on out there. Everybody's blaming the other, the president or, you know, but isn't that what's the chaos that's going on outside? Isn't that the chaos that going is going on inside of us? Yes. Whatever is within us is outside of us. Yes. So how do well, we change the outside? Well, I feel like what I've noticed in my own life is that it, it it's letting go of the time, the future and the past and being more and more present in the moment. Because that's where we live is in a present moment. Um, you can't take a picture in the future. You can't take a picture or video in the past. You can only take a picture right now. That's the mm -hmm. only time you can live and experience life is the here and the now. Mm -hmm. And if you are in the present moment and that's where your mind is, then you have less suffering and the suffering is what's causing the lack of peace. Yeah. It's wanting it to be something else that it's not. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when, when you're able to at least accept things as they are, um, I, I don't know if your guru has um, talked about that, you know, as far as like accepting it's, it's not the, it's not the situation. It's how you are perceiving the situation that causes either, you know, you're, you're content with it or you're feel victimized from it, or you feel all these other range of emotions because of it. Um, it it's definitely a choice of how you want to look at it. Um, you know, if, if, yeah. if you're driving your car and it's raining and, and you have a flat, um, you could either be really mad about it, or you just get to the task of changing the tire and, yeah. and be on your way. And, um, you know, if you're angry, then that can cause delays and trying to get it fixed properly. You're yep. frustrated and then it just takes longer or you lose something or you hurt your finger. You know, it just, 
it exactly. just exacerbates the situation. So, you know, those types of negative, you know, whatever you're feeling gets, whatever you focus on expands, right? Right. So if you're focusing on the negative, then it's going to expand negative. You fo- focus on how, oh, well, it looks like I'm going to need new tires anyway, or, or somebody comes and helps you and you make a friend. I mean, um, you can look at it so many different ways. Yes. Um, I did ask my guru about this yeah. and he, because he, he always said, everything is karma. You're, you know, there's, there's a reason for everything is karma. I said, well, in that case, I mean, is there any free will? I hear there's free will. He said, yes, there is. I said, well, how can there be free will? If everything is happening to me is karma, then where's my free will? He says, it's the way you look at things. Exactly what you said It's the way you, um, uh, respond or, you know, to things. He says, you can either respond and make more karma mm-hmm. for yourself, or you can be at peace and relax and just, yeah. And break you can break karma. it. Yeah. You can break the karma. You can yeah. drop your karma. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that's what he even told me. He says, okay, let's say um, a husband and wife. Okay. And uh, the husband's horrible, horrible to his wife this lifetime. The next lifetime, you'll come back. Uh, the wife is going to be horrible, horrible to the husband. And then it goes on. And then the hu- I said, but then how does that break? He says, when you wake up, when you awaken, mm-hmm. or when you have a guru or someone in your life uh, will wake you up and tell you, don't be angry at this man when he's, forgive him, let it go, and and don't hold a grudge, then that karma is going to break and you don't have to come back again. And, and to- you know, when people don't sometimes maybe not understand what waking up means, and it basically is to just kind of go stop and go, oh, I observe the situation as it is, you know, like, uh, gosh, you know, I'm, I'm living this life and I'm doing, going this direction. And maybe I shouldn't be going in this direction. Maybe, you know, I'm, I'm not really doing what, what's in my heart. I'm just Mm -hmm. going against the, the current and it's exhausting. I want to, I want to have a life that flows. And when you kind of realize that you're, you're fighting a life that's just exhausting you, then, then you can change, um, change it around just by that, that moment. But you need help. So it's hard for you to do it alone. And just like with me, when I was feeling this discomfort and um, I don't know what to do with my life, I asked universe for help. Like it was in my head. I need help. I need help. And help came. So either a guru will come or a book will come your way or somebody will come who will tell you something and then it'll it'll just direct you in the right direction. Universe is always there. Our guys are always there. They're always helping us. We're never alone. And that's what I have learned. It's well, you just have to ask for help. That's why it says in the Bible, seek and you shall find. Exactly. You know, and and if you're seeking the your truth and trying to figure mm-hmm. out who you really are. And once you discover who you really are, you start to love who you really are. And if you're meditating and quieting your mind and you start to love yourself, peace is just going to happen. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You have to love yourself before you can even love anyone else. Like I was telling them here in meditation, I was telling them, if you don't love yourself, you're not loving anyone else. It's, it's a, you don't know what love is unless you've loved yourself truly and fully. 
and you think you're loving someone else, but it's a codependent situation yes. where you're loving them because they can do the, you know, like it's right. not what can, unconditional what can they do for me or validate. Exactly. Myself. Oh, I love you because you do this for me or you, you know, do you, how do you just love? And to learn that you have to really go within mm-hmm. and you really have to look at yourself. And to me, meditation is the best. And there's so many ways, different ways to meditate. I mean, I think yes. sometimes people struggle with meditation and think they have to constantly like re uh, rid themselves of thought, but it's basically just watching the thoughts go by and go, oh, that's that's mm-hmm. an interesting thought. I can't believe I just had that thought. Okay, well, bye. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like watching a parade. Yeah. And you're watching the floats and you go, oh, that's a kind of cool, little, you know, oh, Oh, look at this one coming. Okay. Well, there it goes. And, um, and also that it can be done with your eyes open. You could be focusing on a flame. You can be focusing on a sound. You can go for a walk. You can, it's a refocusing exercise. Exactly. Um, And if you do it enough, you almost automatic, it's automatic or you, um, if you start focusing on living in the present moment all the time, then meditation is your state all the time. You're in a meditative state all day. So you don't have to exactly. like sit and meditate unless you just want to contemplate something specific. Yes. You know, like I had to decide, I got to make a decision. I need to like, mm-hmm. you know, Be quiet. Uh, meditate on it. But um, yeah, I mean, in meditation is a great place to start because it actually is a great compassionate act for yourself for yourself yeah Mm -hmm. and this is how what we teach i've been going out to teach people because uh we we go to talk about meditation in schools and stuff and a lot of almost everyone oh i can't meditate i can't stop my mind from thinking i said well if you can stop your mind from thinking then you're not human because your mind is supposed to keep thinking brain off yeah you can't it's okay you're just trying to be in silence instead of running around all day you're just finding a spot a space just sit down close your eyes if you know for me it's important for me to close my eyes i can't um i can't focus uh or go inwards if that's, that's me, but everyone has their own way. Because when my guru taught me, how, you know, he told me to start with just five minutes and he told me to stare at a photograph, like of whoever I want into the eyes of that person. Like if I'm looking at Jesus, I would look into his eyes mm-hmm. for the five minutes. And I, that's what helped me just focusing onto the eyes and it increased to 10 minutes to, and then 15 minutes twice a day. And until I did half an hour and then he said, that's it. Don't go more than that. That's enough. Yeah. And then he said, um, and then he said that, and I told him now my eyes don't want to open. They, every, they automatically are closing. He said, mm-hmm. that's fine. Just go with it, you know? And well, and that's and, and how too, I learned. It, it can, you can be lost in something. I mean, my, my personal favorite is to be painting on something and being very engrossed in it. Um, mm-hmm. it, I, like the whole world just evaporates and I am, it's just me and what I'm doing and there's nothing else. There's no other thoughts. There's just, yeah. And, and, and time will just slip away. You know, I'll just think it's so relaxing too, right? It's so relaxing and, and it's so good for your health meditation and this kind of it's awesome for your health because now that you're relaxed, your whole body parasympathetic sympathetic nerves everything is just beautifully relaxed and you're not running flight of fight you know 
So it's so important to find that time because people don't find that time. People are running all day long. Right. And, and, you know, I've also know that there's a, a couple of ways, depending on what is how you're kind of programmed. I mean, if for me, I am very in tuned with my body and, um, you know, my thoughts, my emotions, my body. And so if I'm closing my eyes, trying to meditate, then I'm thinking about, oh, my stomach's growling. Oh, my ankle's uncomfortable. Uh, you know, I'm, it just kind of exacerbates it a little bit. So, uh, that's more like interoceptive. So I need to find something that's external to focus on so that I can get that, that quietness. Mm -hmm. And then there's other folks who are more, you know, everything is going on the outside. They might forget that their foot's asleep or they don't know that they're hungry or they go to the doctor and they can't explain what their symptoms are. You know, they're just mm. not really in tune with their body. And so they, it is better for them to kind of go inwards Inward. and escape from the, the, the world and, and focus on the internal, their breathing, you know, maybe focus on their toes and work their way up to their nose. And, um, I, I know that when I have, well, and you can try, either, uh, you know, any kind of uh, method to see what works for you. And there are times where I can't do something external, but I still need to, and I'll close my eyes and I'll look at the back of my eyelids and I will look for a dot and, and follow it, or there might be colors. I mean, you know, even though your eyes are shut, your eyes are still working. And sometimes you might see phenomenon, um, even with your eyes closed, um, yes. And, yes. and so there's times yeah. where I, I look to see if there's any dot and then I'll follow it because it, it'll move and I just keep following it. And then, you know, there might be another dot and I just follow it. And that's a great way to try to get your mind off of things because it, it makes your mind busy enough to find something and it eliminates your thoughts because you're focusing on trying to find something to exactly. look at. <laughs> well, the thing is your brain, your mind is used to thinking and moving, mm -hmm. moving. So mm -hmm. when you sit down, it won't want to be quiet. So you have to give it a job, right? Yes. So yes. it will be focused on that job. So it can either be, okay, I'm breathing and let's watch our breath. You know, mm -hmm. I'm breathing in and I'm breathing out. Mm -hmm. Or it could be like uh, looking at a flame or it could be even doing a mantra while you're, you know, I do mantra um, now. I used to be just in silence, but I'm finding that my mind is, moving too much so I start doing I have a mala and I sit there and I do the mantra when I do one mala or two you know it depends on how um, I'm feeling uh, you can do any mantra you can do I'm love uh, you know simple things or I, yeah. I love Jesus or whatever you want to do just keep continuing on saying it so then you'll see that your mind will start coming down and coming down and coming down well, and know, then that that's that's so true because just if you just think about it if you, if you're a mother or father and you have tried to calm a child and you're like you're basically singing a mantra to exactly. that child to get them yes. to to calm down and i i have um sometimes my heart will race i have yes. mitral valve prolapse and so out of the blue you know, for no apparent reason at all, my heart will just, you know, be watching TV, something, you know, just normal. And all of a sudden my, my heart will race now, yeah, maybe once or twice a year. And it used to put me into a panic attack. And now I'm like, I'm like, Oh, I know what that is. And so I just 
mm-hmm. you know, and just rock a little mm-hmm. bit and just like rocking myself like a baby. And yeah, you know, and, um, and, and calm myself down. Like I'm singing myself, like I'm a, a baby. And I think that's really helpful, especially if you struggle with anxiety or humming is amazing for your body, uh, even to reduce your blood pressure or anything. Just mm-hmm. hum. There's a thing that you can put your hands in your ears and hum mm-hmm. so you can hear the humming internally. It's amazing. Yeah. And the, and you can try like different like or low mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. see like what is working better. Better for you. Yeah. You know, because it might just be- raises your vibration. It Absolutely. does. It's the same thing as when you're saying, when you're doing the word Om. Mm-hmm. Om is a very powerful word because it's the sound of the universe. I, yes. I don't know if you know about that. So, yes. so when you're doing the Om at the end, the, the end part, the M part, um, my guru, one of my gurus that I had, other guru that I speak, spoken to had said that M part starts that vibration in your body to really relax you and calm you down. Grounds you. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, I believe that depending on what you what your intention is, you know, you might be going into a meditation that you just want to cheer yourself up, mm-hmm. or you may be wanting to calm yourself down. So you may, uh, or you're just starting your day, and so you're kind of wanting to get yourself woken up and getting in a good mood about the day, um, or maybe you've had kind of a rough day and you want to calm down. So mm-hmm. setting your intention is for your meditation yeah. is important as well, because yes. your outcome is going to be different depending on what that is. You what know? You so, if you're, so if you're waking up, trying to wake up, you might want to have a mentor that's just a, a higher, you know, mm-hmm. like you're just singing a, a nice little tune, you know, um, a happy uh, place, a happy, a happy little tune. Um, yes. and, and you might want to breathe a little different, you know, just yeah. kind of, a um, something to kind of get you going. Um, but if it's at the end of the day and trying to wind down, um, to calm yourself down, then, it, you know, a lower, slow, deeper mantra. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, have you tried the, um, the alternate, uh, yes. nose breathing. I have. Yeah. Cause if you bring, if you, um, breathe in through your right nostril, it wakes you up. And if you mm. breathe through your left nostril, it calms you down. So mm. that's something else yes. that you can consider. It's amazing. Yes. Part of a breathing breath exercise. work. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. if it's just something you have to do like, well, real quickly. So yeah. True. Gosh, well, There's so I'm many so ways excited about <laughs> Um, you know, how you guys are growing and, um, so, so what's next and what are you, what, what are your, do you have any plans? Um, well, the, the podcast, podcast is the most yeah. exciting part for me. Actually, I just, um, recorded my first podcast this Saturday, last Saturday. Congratulations. And, <laughs> thank you. So the podcast is called quest for peace by Saju. And uh, I hope to have it, uh, released on the 2nd of February. So two, two. 2024 and two the number two is very special to me because that reminds me of my guru there was Mm -hmm. something between us about the number two Mm -hmm. so uh i um while i was talking to you i I just decided okay we're already recorded that would be a perfect day to start in memory of my guru on the on the 2nd of february 
Perfect. And it's a month, it's a month of love. Of love, yes. <laughs> yes, Valentine's yes. Day. And and we're going to be celebrating our 12th anniversary at Infinite Love. So, uh, I mean, I'm so excited with what is coming up. And I feel that this step towards uh, the podcast is yet another step with more steps that are going to come eventually with more things. That's the what I feel it that's is going awesome. to happen. Well, I'll have it down in the show notes, you know, what that's called again. Yes. Um, uh, so that they can look for it. Um, yes. And then, so tell us what, and there's also a Facebook group too, isn't there for your infinite love? Um, it's not a group as such, but we are on Facebook and, okay. uh, you know, you can contact us as, um, uh, love is infinite. Okay. Dot, it, it, sorry. Love is infinite.org is our website. Okay. And uh, if you just look for Infinite Love RGV, with, which is uh, uh, Rio Grande Valley, uh, you will find us on uh, Facebook. Okay. And you can send us, you know, uh, messages. Uh, you can go to our website and, you know, send me. A, I'm, I'm the one who usually reads all the emails. So I will get <laughs> the emails if you wanted to contact me and, you know, get okay. more information. Sounds good. So we always ask our guests, what's your favorite quote is? Actually, I thought about this there too. One um, was given to me by another guru. Um, and this too shall pass. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. And I love that. And anytime something comes in my life that is difficult, I remember that quote. Mm -hmm. The other quote that I truly love, um, which because of this quote, I changed my life was what by Wayne Dyer, I believe, um, don't die with your music still in you. Yes. And I, I really live by that. And that's why I keep going. Okay. What else is in there? Let, let me explore more. And uh, those are the two, one of my, two of my favorite quotes of many. Those are good ones. So those are those are definitely conversation starters to be honest. Exactly. With you, yes. They? There's so much. <laughs> they, yes. they pack a punch. Um yeah. and so also, what is your favorite happy hack besides meditation? Because I know that one's just a given, but what's, uh, what's another happy hack? I was gonna say meditation, but <laughs> <laughs> trick question. Um, <laughs> well, anytime I'm down or uh, I, I just call my sisters or my friends, uh, the, any fr uh, friend, I have a friend that's like really cheery and all that. I'll call her, Hey, I'm going through this. And she'll cheer me up. And, um, uh, my sisters and I were very close. So, uh, that's another place that I go to. That's awesome. Yes. That's, and I love to dance. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Saju, for coming on thank the you. Create Happy Now podcast. And I definitely want to, you know, stay in touch with you. We have lots yes. in common with the meditation. We do. We do. Um, yes. So I thank you so much for, for coming and uh, thank you very much. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed myself. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Bye now. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Create Happy Now podcast. Please be sure to subscribe. And if you are watching on YouTube, hit that notification bell. If you have a topic to suggest, please leave a comment below. Catch the Create Happy Now podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Audible, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Listen Notes, and Podchaser. Check out other YouTube videos on the Create Happy Now YouTube channel. And if you want more, 
check down below for resources, courses, and events, or go to www.createhappynow.com.